for those listening in the e-commerce space, know that there's so much out there. The only thing stopping you from building a really good business is yourself. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. Today, I'm bringing an amazing serial entrepreneur to the show, Chris George, co-founder and CEO of Sub Summit and a bunch of other properties. We'll get into that in a minute. Welcome to the show, Chris. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get to it. So like I said, right now, you're kind of the CEO at Sub Summit. You want to quickly let the listeners know what that's all about before we kind of dive into your backstory and some of the other fun stuff you've been up to? Yeah. We've built the largest event in the world for all consumer subscription brands. So we bring them together in an event over three days called Sub Summit. So if you're in the subscription space, have membership, recurring revenue, ups or auto ship, any sort of subscription business, Sub Summit is the place you go to to come together, learn, meet solution providers, network, and really try and build and grow your business. Absolutely. And I'll tell you guys, I love conferences. Uh, I'm very passionate about my job. It's why I do this kind of content and whatnot. Uh, so I will be at some summit, uh, and if you, this is coming out well before it. So if you find me there, uh, give me a high five. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, but sub summit wasn't, you know, your first passion, your first mm-hmm. love. Let's go back in time. Let's, where do you want to start kind of in your entrepreneurial journey? You know, I started my first business when I was 21 and it was in a very, very different industry. So I was in the collection space, but I think we start at gentleman's box, which was about nine years ago now. Cause that was the first where I started touching the e-commerce and it kind of led to where I'm at now. But I was originally the co-founder and CEO of the gentleman's box. That's what kind of got me into the subscription space. And we sent you ties, dress socks, tie clips monthly, anything to help you look and feel dapper. Uh, back in 2014, subscription boxes were starting to get popular, but there was a lot in like the beauty space targeting more of the female demographic and nobody was going after the male demographic. And so we launched the gentleman's box and uh, that's sort of what led to where we got to now. Absolutely. Um, so back then, were, I, I feel like Shopify was definitely in its infancy. What technology were you guys using to, to launch this? So we were built on WooCommerce with Woo subscriptions. There was no Shopify. There was no recharge plugin, no bold plugin. There wasn't much in terms of technology. So we had to like build it ourselves. And I remember we were connected on Slack with the Woo subscription uh, guys. And like we were communicating back and forth, trying to optimize the technology and the tech stack. So we had to like ad hoc a lot of stuff, but it worked. We were on them the whole time until we got acquired. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, now, uh, in launching a subscription business, uh, you mentioned that they were getting pretty popular back in. I remember this. This is way back before I was really in e-commerce. Uh, but a, a, a boss of mine at a previous job was like thinking about launching a subscription box as a side hustle. So I, I remember this really clearly, this kind of, kind of time. Um, there were like a bunch of box marketplaces back then as well. Uh, can you talk about why you decided to build your own versus put it up on one of these kind of marketplaces? Yeah, there was like Crate Joy, right? I think that was really the biggest one. Um, you know, I feel like even when we built, started building Gentleman's Box, I don't even know how, how big Crate, I don't even know if we knew it existed, right? And so um, 
we were at a time, we were very early stage. So we had custom build and, you know, at that time, like Birchbox was like the subscription box that was like setting the tone for the industry. And so, you know, there wasn't, just, there wasn't a lot of tech stacks and that's why we didn't even, we didn't know any other option besides building it ourselves. And now these days you can kind of build one overnight. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a, it's definitely a different world. So I guess here's a very direct question. If someone believes they have a good idea for a subscription business, should they go custom like you did or find an off the shelf solution? No, I mean, look at everything about building a business. A lot of times, if you can identify the way of, of building out like an MVP, you start there, right? And there are too many tools now and resources to allow you to build one of those quickly. I think the more important question is, how can I build a subscription where I can provide an experience that the customer would really enjoy? There's a subscription for a lot of things. And you have to identify, like, what are you going to provide? When we started, nobody was competing with us. Like we were it's a very different landscape now than it, now than it was 10 years ago. And the importance though is that you should be building some sort of subscription or membership arm to any business you're building now because it's your way to build a relationship with a consumer. If you want to just sell something online, you are going to compete with Amazon. Amazon's going to sell it to you faster and ship it to you quicker. I'm sorry, sell it to you cheaper and ship it to you faster than you ever will. I don't care who you are. You're not competing with them in those two parts of the business. Even at the gentleman's box, if you wanted to go buy a tie and some socks, you probably would have got it cheaper on Amazon, but we didn't just provide you with tie and socks. We provided you with a whole on experience. We, we included like a lookbook on how to wear the items that came into the box. If you called one of our customer service reps and said, hey, I'm about to go on a date. Can I pair this shirt with this tie color? Like we would answer the question. We were, we were building an experience for the customer. We said, don't worry about shopping anymore for men's accessories. We're going to deliver it to you. Right. And so if you're in it, just like Dollar Shave Club, there was a subscription. They said, stop going to the store and buying a razor. We're going to deliver it to you monthly. And then they wanted to own the bathroom. So then they went after the shampoo and the conditioner and the, and the face wash and very, very smart of them. They, you know, with subscriptions, you got to provide value, convenience or access. Why do you sign up for Netflix? You want access to original content. Why are you signed up for uh, Dollar Shave Club? It's convenience and value. Razors for cheap, delivered to your door. You never have to think about buying another one. So if you're providing one of those three things, that's like the first step towards building a really successful business. Uh, you're, you're over here just saying so many just golden nuggets that I need, I'm going to have to sc scrape out whenever I get my TikTok working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go back a little bit though. So let's go back to you guys are getting uh gentleman's box off the ground. Now, one of the biggest kind of sticking points for entrepreneurs is finding those initial customers beyond their friends and family. How did you guys do it? Yeah, really good question. There's, you know, I've got a load of bunch of different answers to go with this. I think number one that's important is like, the nail on the head there is ideas are cheap. So if you're going to build a business, the number one thing you need to build is the go-to-market strategy. How are we going to get customers to make the purchase? You're right. My first 50 customers were friends and family. And it wasn't until we hit like 500 that we knew like, oh, we're building something here. We were really scrappy early on. I'd built a partnership with GQ Magazine, which helped with a lot of brand association. We leaned heavy in on Facebook ads and influencer marketing. Again, 10 years ago, very different landscape. Now, I think what's important is how, like when you're building out your go-to-market strategy, how do, I, how do you identify the customer that's most likely to make this purchase? 
So if you've already identified the product that's going to give you value access or convenience, how do we get it in front of the right customer? The biggest mistake brands will make is they'll say to me, we spend $50,000 a month on marketing. It's not on Facebook ads. It's not working. Okay. Well, who are you targeting? How many different segments of groups do you have? How many different ad sets are you A-B testing? Have you identified that like one ad set's working really well towards this specific demographic and why are you not doubling down on it? And then it's like, so for example, if we knew that at Gentleman's Box, um, males living in New York making more than $95,000 a year over the age of 25 were our best customers, let's also identify now where else is their attention? Is there attention in Wall Street Journal? Okay, run an ad in there. Again, I'm making this up. Yeah. Is there attention on um, Instagram versus TikTok? Is there attention on YouTube versus Facebook? Like the most important question is like, where is my audience's attention and where am I? That's where I'm going to put my ad dollars towards, right? Like, you don't want to take a bunch of spaghetti, throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to throw it at a wall where like a majority of the wall is sticky, right? And I'm not saying it's all going to stick, but I think that, you know, that's how we thought about it. And we, we were like very customer focused. We almost obsessed over what the customer was thinking. So we would call 20 customers a month, both current customers and canceled. Why'd you cancel? Give us any sort of feedback. I'll give you a free box. Just tell us what we could do better. The ones that stayed on, what do you love about us? You know, and so when you become hyper-focused on what the customer wants, like we as entrepreneurs can think we know the answer. The truth is the customer will tell you. You just have to ask them. And, you know, you sit in a room and you think you've got an idea and you think it's the best move. I'll give you a perfect example. We, One of the months, this was in October of like, I don't know, 18 or something. There was this floral tie. I thought it was hideous. I don't even wear ties. I haven't worn a tie in 10 years. But I said, this tie is hideous. It was the most liked tie we'd ever put in a box. Why? The customers told us, you know what? I would have never bought this if it was sitting on the shelf. But because it came in the box, I wore it out and I got all these compliments. I would have thought it was hideous, but you know, I'm one person. And the customers told us how much they liked it. So what do we do the next spring? Another floral tie. You know, so... Those are the types of things we learn. I love that. And that's kind of a, it's a little bit of like uh, when you're a founder, you're so close to it that you start to have blinders on to not only like the product selection that you guys are doing in your box, but maybe even just the user experience of your website or other choices that are being made. And there's definitely like an inflection point where you have to realize like, at this point, I got to stop making decisions and start letting the customers drive everything that we're doing. Yep, exactly. So you had a successful exit on Gentleman's Box uh, a couple years back, and I believe you had another subscription company. You care to speak to that one? You know, I've definitely consulted for a ton of different subscription brands. There's another brand called Capsiva that I invested in, where it's a it's a topical healing cream uh, that helps with like arthritis and joint pain and any sort of pain. Actually, we put it on a subscribe and save, but really the move was from Gentleman's Box to Sub Summit. Absolutely. Um, I definitely want to pivot here in a minute and talk a lot more about SubSummit and some cool stuff that you're doing there, especially for smaller brands, really. You got some uh, some cool offers for them to get to this thing. Yeah. Um, but in regards to building a subscription business, yeah. if I've got an established brand, we're, we're doing it, but my model out of the box, 
pardon the pun, but like it wasn't a subscription model. What mm-hmm. are some ways for me to build in this recurring revenue? Because earlier you said every business should do this. So mm-hmm. what are some kind of other ways to think about this? Yeah, I firmly believe every brand should have some sort of membership or subscription model. And so the way you think about it is, what can I offer my customers? So depending on what my product offering is, I might identify, is there some element of it that's a depleting product? Okay. And if so, then can I sell that product on a subscription basis? Okay. One example. Another thing is, can I build a membership where I'm giving perks to people that are part of the membership? They get always get discounts on the product. They get exclusive access to certain experiences. They get credit towards making purchases because they're part of our, you know, $20 a month subscription. The $20 gets to go towards purchases and you also get 10% off. That's going to incentivize somebody to want to consistently buy from you. But I'll give you an, you know, I'll give you an example. So there's a company that I'm involved in and we're a streetwear brand and we sell really nice exclusive streetwear that when it sells out, it sells out. Well, then you say, well, how do we build a subscription? Okay. Maybe we can build a quarterly subscription box where people can sign up and they get like a full on outfit every quarter. It's going to work really well for our diehards, especially because the way our business model is, is when the product sells out, it sells out. But then we said, well, what if we come out with shoe wipes, which we are. And we put the shoe wipes because sneaker wipes, I should call it sneaker wipes. Mm-hmm. It goes well with the sneaker, with the streetwear brand. We put that on subscribe and save. We give you enough sneaker wipes for a month's worth. And then you pay reoccurring and it gets delivered to your door. And these are like throwaway sneaker wipes. So you think about ways to add that. It's going to enhance the customer experience. It's going to continue to the relationship with them. And it, it's almost guaranteeing you get more purchases per month with the brand. You know, here's a really good example. I had a friend. She went to um, a massage place. I think it's like Lux, Lux Spa. The, the one-hour massage was $130. If she joined the membership, it was $99 a month, and it included one massage. So right away, you're like, well, I'm going to sign up for this because I'm saving $30. And now she's never going to go anywhere else to get a massage if she wants to get one every month because she knows she has one at this specific place. Mm-hmm. They now got the customer coming back there. You're not thinking about going anywhere else. Like, why would you get a massage somewhere else if you know you've got one at this one place every month, no matter what? So it's a way to really build a relationship with the customer. Yeah, that's a that's a great example, and I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. steal that, Chris. I really am. Yeah, um, let's let's talk about what's going on in Dallas, uh, May 31st to June 2nd of this year. Yeah, so we're bringing together you know over 1,700 attendees to Dallas. You know, we're working towards getting 2,000 people. It's everybody from HBO Max, Peacock, HelloFresh, DoorDash to your you know Hunt to Killer, FabFitFun, Coterie to your startup and growth phase businesses. We got multiple tracks based on what stage of your business that you're at. We got a startup track. We got a mid-level track. We got a growth track. We got an exhibit hall with 100 plus exhibitors, all solution providers to help you build and grow your business. Tons of networking opportunities. We built this event to help businesses and entrepreneurs build better subscription-based companies. It's your way to meet with leaders in the space. It's your way to network. It's your way to come up with partnerships. And it's three days of a ton of fun. It's a lot of young entrepreneurs doing really, really cool stuff. And I'm excited. It's my favorite time of every year is those that week of Sub Summit. And, you know, we're just like five weeks away. So I can't wait until the event. Uh, I, I can. You're probably buzzing. I, when I used to be in events uh, in a previous life, it's, when the week of, it's like, 
Ooh, Wild. It's a rush. Yep. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your guys' hosted buyer program? I think this is like a fantastic opportunity for uh, a particular type of merchant. For sure. Yeah. If you're a business that's doing more than 500K a year in revenue, we actually have a way for you to come to the conference for free and also get travel reimbursement. Through the hosted buyer program, if you apply and you get approved, you get, a, you get anywhere from $250 to $750 in travel reimbursement. You get a free ticket and you've got to take six meetings with solution providers, but you we use an app that kind of pairs you. So you might say like, I'm interested in learning more about customer service. It's going to pair you with customer service solution providers. It's a way for solution providers to identify new brands to work with. And it's a way for brands to find new solutions that'll help grow their business. If you're under 500K in revenue, please reach out to us because we've got some like underwritten tickets. Some of the sponsors are covering costs to help brands get to the event. So we've got tons of different ways to help people get there. We also have like group packages you can get. You know, for us, we want to fill the room with as many merchant brands as possible. The more of you that are there, the more networking that happens, the more collaboration that happens, and the more opportunity for, you know, them to grow their business. Absolutely. Chris, uh, is there anything I didn't ask you about that you think would resonate with our audience? For those that are listening that are just in e-commerce and don't have a subscription model, SubSummit is the place where you go to learn about how to build it. And I think it's so prevalent. If you're a brand, especially in e-commerce, you need to think about how do you build a subscription vertical. It is the most important way to build a relationship with the customer. And we have to, as brands, build relationships with the customer. There's too much competition with the big elephants in the room, the Walmart.com, the Target, the Amazon, right? You have to build a relationship in order to separate yourself from those brands. And it happens through subscriptions. It happens through loyalty. It happens through membership. And I think that's what's important. If you're an e-commerce brand and you don't have this model, you need to think about how you can build it. And coming to SubSummit is one way to do that. The other side of it, I think what's important to know is like for those that are listening that are in the e-commerce space, know that there's so many resources out there to help you build and grow your business. It's never been easier to make money. 20 years ago, we couldn't Google, maybe 20 years ago now, we'll just say 30 years ago, we couldn't Google, how do I build and grow my business? We couldn't Google how to fix the sink if something broke. Now you can just YouTube it, right? And so there's no excuse to building and growing your business. All the resources out there, they're all free and you just have to go out there and do it. And if you want to learn how to build a subscription model, there's a ton of free resources resources online. You can come to SubSummit essentially for free based on what I'm telling you. That's a great way to learn a ton of things. But I think that's what's most important is that for those listening in the e-commerce space, know that there's so much out there. The only thing stopping you from building a really good business is yourself. Those are some wise words to end on there. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Of course. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate it. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes that really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io. Until next time.